Mr. Korczak, you you also testified uh, that um, because the proposed monument sign uh, at the bypass and Lower Silver Lake Road um, is perpendicular to the bypass, uh, that it doesn't face the bypass. Um, was there anything in your review of the Joint Municipal Zoning Ordinance or other uh, source material that defined facing uh, onto as being uh, facing 90, uh, 90 degrees uh, toward uh, or flush against or parallel to a road? It seemed like it was um, vague. It was not clear. But it says it uses the term facing onto, correct? Okay. And if I'm driving down the bypass coming from Route 295, heading uh, west on the bypass, uh, and I uh, stop at the light at Lower Silver, uh, will I be able to see the face of the proposed monument sign at that intersection. Objection to that question is not relevant to this particular location. Uh, the ordinance does not say that the sign can be may not be visible. There's a distinction in the ordinance between the limited access portion of the bypass, which is this section of the bypass, and the section of the bypass that is not limited. There is a distinction in the wording between those two sections in as to the limited access portion of the bypass. The word is just simply facing. As to the uh, non-limited access portion of the bypass, it says no sign shall face, shall be faced the bypass that is visible. And there's a distinction in the wording that is critical, in our opinion, to the application before the board. Again, that may be an issue that Mr. Wall would like to see argued or briefed eventually, but there is a significant distinction. We will have some other witnesses who are also going to be discussing that issue, but it's not a civil engineering question. Well, I just asked him him simply, if you're at that intersection, will you be able to see the face of that sign? My point is, I don't think that that goes to the ordinance interpretation. I don't think whether it faces onto the bypass or not is a different story. I want to know if you're parked at that intersection, heading west, and you look over to that side of the of the road, you can see the face of that sign. And my point is that whether it's visible or not is not the issue that's before the board with respect to this sign. If it were down the road on the non-limited access portion of the bypass, then it would be relevant. I believe, well, and again, I believe gentlemen, you, gentlemen, you've, you've, there's an objection. You two have gone back and forth, so now Mr. Wall will rule on the objection. Oh, okay. So before Mr. Wall rules on the objection, I'd like to know what section of the road is uh, restricted and which one is not restricted. I think that's the word you used. Or was it limited? I can't remember. I think the ordinance speaks to uh, limited and non-limited access. Okay. Based on because I just want to know what portion of the bypass is limited uh, in connection with this hearing. Well, I'm not unlimited. I believe that. The, my apologies. My understanding, and uh, certainly I believe we have witnesses who can clarify that, is that when we move west of Silver Lake Road, 
and I forget how far left, which when you get out in the vicinity of the old former Lockheed Martin facility and the office okay. building, that is the non-limited access portion of the bypass. This is the limited access portion of the bypass. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Sander, any comment? You do, do agree? Well, no, I think, I think it is limited, but I think that, and certainly the language of the ordinance is a matter of interpretation for the zoning hearing board. But I still think that the question of whether you can see the face of that sign from that intersection is a relevant question. And I may use that in my argument that it in fact does face the bypass. And that's all well, I'm asking. The question is, can the sign be seen from somebody parked at the light? I think you're entitled to an answer. Whether or not asking. they can read and understand the, what's on the face of the sign is another issue which you haven't asked. So I will uh, sustain the question of whether or not you can see, if you can see the sign, that's one answer. I don't know whether you can read it or interpret it. And I don't know that the, anybody can testify to that. Mr. So, Cusack? In my opinion, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Right. In my opinion, the sign is visible. It does not face the bypass. I didn't ask you if it faced the bypass. I know that Mr. Van Leuven agrees that it doesn't, but it's visible from that intersection on the bypass, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> are the the new proposed um, uh, price numbers uh, that changed from a former proposed LED to a new uh, scrolling um, mechanism? Is that uh, are they remotely controlled? I don't know all the uh, features for the uh, how they're controlled. Um, I do know that they. Uh, the numbers change internally to the sign and are inter internally illuminated. Now, when you say internally illuminated, how? There would be light um, that would be able to uh, light up the translucent portions of the numbers. Light, <coughs> light illuminating from within from behind the numbers in other words within the area where the message is displayed right okay just trying to get that straight um but but your your testimony is you're not 100 percent sure how someone will make those numbers change is that correct that's correct okay mr van Luvini, will be will there be somebody who will testify to that I think we may have somebody who knows that. In my view, that's not relevant to whether it's an electronic message center, but I think we have somebody who well, knows. I, I certainly think it is. And again, my simple question was, are the price numerals uh, remotely controlled? That, that's my simple question. I, uh, I'm not going to answer it. I don't know. Well, I, know I, know, I know you're not, but uh, I'll, Mr. Korzak doesn't know, so uh, I'll have to ask another witness. I, Uh, Mr. Korzak, you, you testified about the front wall sign uh, that consists of the word Wawa and the 
um, ubiquitous uh, goose, I think, or correct me if I'm wrong, goose. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Um, now, how how high will that sign? Not just the height of the sign, but once it's mounted to the building, how high will that sign be off the ground? Give me one second. Um, I'll look that up. That sign's approximately fifteen feet off the ground. It, the, the lowest part of it. Yeah. Bottom of it. I, I want to know the height The height of the bottom of it. Uh, let me, I can go to exhibit A25. Okay. And show you what I'm seeing. Sure. Here's uh, an elevation that's 15 feet, six inches off the bottom of the, uh, or from the ground. The sign is roughly the same elevation as that. Okay, and and how, and the sign is five feet, six and a half inches high? Yes, that's correct. So that equals uh, 21 feet, one half, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 21 feet, one half inch to the top of the sign, to the top of the goose, correct? That's correct. Okay. And uh, in your opinion, does that sign face onto the vibrance? That one does face onto the vibrance. Okay. How high will the canopy be? That height will range from 14 feet to 22 feet, or I'm sorry, 14 feet to 20 feet, six inches. Okay, and uh, in looking at those, the elevations, um, 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 you testified that the front wall sign will be severely obstructed by the canopy from the bypass, but you're looking through predominantly space, open space there. The, the canopy structure's there, but that's going to be 14 to 20 feet high, mm-hmm. 20 at its highest, right? Right. Why, in your opinion, uh, with all that open space, will that severely obstruct the, the front sign, the front wall sign from view from the bypass. Well, it's not open. It's it's obstructed by the roof of the canopy that ranges from 14 feet to 20 feet, six inches. Okay. And the sign will be as high as 21, a little over 21 feet, correct? which is above the height of the canopy. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah. Okay. No further questions. Thank you. Um, I guess we're going to go for the next witness. That'd be great. I'd like to call Mike Riddell, please. Hello. Can you hear me? 
Okay, area. Yeah. Right. Mr. Rodell, I'm going to swear you in. May I have the spelling of his last name, please? R-E-D-E-L. Thank you. Mr. Rodell, do you swear that the testimony you are about to give in this hearing is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes. Thank you. <coughs> Mr. Van Lubinek? Thank you. <clears throat> Mr. Rodell, by whom are you employed? Wawa Incorporated. And what is your position with Wawa Incorporated? I'm a real estate project engineer. Okay. And as a real estate project engineer, what are your job responsibilities? Uh, I'm responsible for shepherding uh, new store development uh, through the entitlement process, working closely with our developers uh, to maintain uh, to ensure that our uh, WAWA standards are maintained through that process. Uh, I'm also a WAWA's designated representative at uh, municipal, uh, state, and county meetings for those projects. Signage uh, is an issue for discussion, as you're aware. Uh, have you, Mr. Riddell, reviewed all of the exhibits uh, that reflect the proposed signage. Yes, I have. Now, in my travels, most of the Wawa's I've seen have uh, have banners or display on the on the canopies. None of those. You've agreed to comply with the ordinance and haven't requested any variance from the restriction on canopy signage, and there will be none. Is that correct? That is correct. And, you, and Wawa has agreed to reduce the total number of signs to the number that we show on our exhibits. That would be the, what I'll call the front wall sign, north facing, the south facing wall sign, and the two uh, freestanding signs. Is that correct? Yes. Let's start with the uh, wall signs first. Uh, from an operational standpoint, Mr. Riddell, why are those wall signs important, or are those wall signs important? Uh, they are important um, to distinguish our brand from our competition. Uh, it also um, signifies the two entry points into the store. So we have a, a Wawa sign uh, with our logo uh, over each entrance. Uh, this is pretty standard for retail. Um, we don't feel that our signage on the building is excessive. Uh, I don't know the ordinance requirement here. I believe I did hear from uh, Jason that um, what we're proposing is uh, far less than, than what would be standard for this, this use in the zone. Uh, but I'm not a, a planner. I'm just uh, going by what I heard Jason say. And that's pretty typical. So our, our signage on our buildings is is not um, large in compared to what you normally permissible. You also have reviewed uh, the sign, the proposed freestanding signs. Is that correct? I have. Okay. And with respect to the signage, uh, the, the size of those signs, uh, again, from an operational standpoint, is it important to you to have? one sign out close to the bypass and another sign further back on the site at the entrance. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, it alerts the traveling public uh, 
that uh, the Wawa is there, uh, giving them uh, time to make a decision if they want to go to the Wawa, and in particular with the fuel pricing, uh, which is uh, important for anyone buying fuel typically to note the, the price of um, our two primary uh, grades, uh, which are diesel and uh, regular unleaded. Um, so that, that is important. Uh, additionally, with the, uh, that goes as well for the Lower Silver Lake access point, um, so that uh, people coming from the south uh, or people that perhaps missed the, the first driveway uh, are able to uh, identify the Walla access and also the uh, fuel pricing that is available. Mr. Korzak advised that there wouldn't be any high-speed, by the way, any high-speed diesel or high-volume diesel pumps. Uh, he was correct in that statement. Is that correct? That's a digression yes. from signage, but I forgot to touch it on the water with operational issues. Um, yes, we, we do not cater to uh, tractor trailers, and um, that's one of the ways we do that, by just having low-flow diesel that it, um, is for cars. Okay. Getting back to the signage and the and the pricing, uh, would it be fair to say that the most Wawa locations have LED uh, gas price signs where you have lights on a fixed panel that you then can control remotely by computer? Yes. Yeah, that's that is our standard. Uh, you, uh, if you travel. The area and see uh, other Wawa locations. Um, most do have LED lights, uh, and you well, probably note that other fuel retailers uh, are going to uh, LED as well. In this case, you have been advised by Bravco uh, Acquisitions that there's been resistance in Newtown Township to the use of LED lighting, and that. Uh, the use would require a variance, and in fact, that was one of the issues about the signage that was subjectionable to the Planning Commission. As a result of that, has uh, Wawa agreed to the alternative price signage that has been displayed tonight by Mr. Korzak? Yes, I, I understand uh, the municipality's uh, uh, reluctance to allow LED uh, lighting at this location for the fuel pricing and you know that was an easy decision for the Walla to uh, direct Provco to find a solution that would uh, accommodate Walla's needs which is hard to be able to display and safely change the pricing um, which happens approximately five times per week uh, in Pennsylvania and uh, they uh, I believe they've found a solution, certainly one that's acceptable to Wawa. Now, many, many years ago, people used to actually take physical boards and hang them on uh, to establish gas pricing. I remember that uh, from a few years ago. Uh, is that something, again, from an operational standpoint that you, Mr. Riddell, just don't find acceptable? Uh, yeah, so there, there are a couple things with that. Um, you know, we are moving, uh, along in the technology world and, uh, 
things like this change where now we can do things with computers or do them remotely, um, whereas before they needed to be done manually. So we're taking advantage of that um, as, as is the, the industry, and that's not just fuel stations, it's really everything. Um, and this, for our fuel price changing, uh, and the why, another second reason it is better is um, be, to not have associates go out there and change those physically is there are, it's less safe. Um, it's just a risk that you, we don't have to take if we can do it remotely. So um, we don't have to send someone out in inclement weather, um, you know, crossing the fuel court uh, in the rain, snow, uh, or, um, you know, at busy times. So, um, you know, we would hope that nothing would happen, but it's a, it's a risk that we can take off the table um, with this remote control, and so we do that. Do you have any Wawa stores within your geographic range where you actually have to physically send somebody out to change fuel prices? Do you still have any of those? Um, I'm not aware of any. You know, I asked around uh, when this came up um, if there there were any of our older stores that had the um, copy that needed to be changed physically, and, and I couldn't find any. Um, I can't swear. and a chain of 700 stores that there wasn't uh, something done. Um, but if you're asking about my geography, then no, I'm not aware of one. 